Hello, welcome to The Ripple, a podcast diving into closure programs and libraries. This week we have a very special episode talking about Closures Together with LVH, the president of the Closures Together Foundation. Welcome to the show, LVH. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great. I've been looking forward to this for quite a long time, so I'm really excited to talk to you more about what we're going to be talking about today. So do you want to first start by explaining what is Closures Together? I just want to start by saying it's very strange to hear Daniel Compton ask me that question because I just kind of showed up and started doing things. But Daniel Compton is sort of like the uh, force of nature, heart and soul behind all of this. So uh, it kind of feels like I'm explaining special relativity to Einstein, but I'll give it a shot anyway. So Closures Together is a project dedicated to funding and supporting open source software, infrastructure and documentation that is important to the Closure and ClosureScript community. So what does that mean? Effectively, it means we try to support the closure community through development, infrastructure, that sort of thing. And primarily, we do that by issuing grants. The two things that we primarily do, first of all, Closures is a part of Closures Together. And of course, anyone who uses Closure really to any amount is going to use Closures one way or another. And then secondly, we fund projects, uh, which include things like CIDR, but also other IDEs, like, for example, Calva, Fireplace, if you're a Vim user, but also documentation projects like Practicali or CLJ doc. We've also funded like ClojureScript itself, but also tooling in that space, like Shadow CLJS, FigWheel, Reframe, et cetera, et cetera. So we really founded a fairly sizable number of projects, and they're all projects that are not very experimental. They tend to be things that are already somewhat proven. And they also, the sort of thing that kind of everyone relies on, and almost as a consequence of everyone relying on them, there's sort of like no one individually particularly responsible for them, or there is one person, and that person is horribly, horribly overworked. And so we, we try to find these cases of infrastructure, very much in the sense of things that everyone relies on, that everyone needs to be there. And we try to make sure that those things go as well as they can. Yeah. And the reason why we're talking today, I mean, other than I just enjoy talking with you, is that we've got a big announcement to make. So what is that announcement? So this is kind of the next stage uh, for Closures Together, the project. Um, so at the end of last year, we created a proper individual legal entity called the Closures Together Foundation. And that's going to be the vehicle for continuing all of the activities of the Closures Together project. So previously, the Software Freedom Conservancy was our fiscal sponsor. What does that mean? Uh, that means that they are the legal entity. They're a 501c3, which is a, an American tax thing for a charity. And they have projects underneath them. Uh, and they have a whole bunch of projects. Some of the more famous ones are, for example, Homebrew and Git and many others. And so the idea is that those projects need some kind of legal entity for a variety of things. And that could be holding onto a trademark. That could be the ability to take donations and have them be tax deductible for the donors, that sort of thing. And originally, Closures Together came into the Software Freedom Conservancy under Closures. And so that Closures was already a little bit of an, you know, maybe an odd duck out. I guess Homebrew is sort of similar in the sense that they also host a bunch of software, but you know it's not a not, it wasn't really a traditional software project. But then, as that grew to include all of Closures Together's activities, so that includes grant making and that includes, I mean, also Closures, that kind of made us even more of an odd duck out. And one of the issues there is, of course, that there's always going to be a little bit of an impedance mismatch. And we were, I think, 
kind of becoming a, an outsized burden for the SFC because at the end of the day, the SFC takes kind of a flat fee, but we produce a ton more work, right? Like the, I, I imagine <laughs> that most of the projects within the SFC, maybe one or two or three grants a year. And here we, you know, we, here we go showing up with several grants a quarter and then with the desire to do far more. And so that ended up being really tricky. It was also kind of hard for us to change anything about that because, of course, we're like beholden to what the SFC would like to do. And it, it was already almost bordering on, on unreasonable for us to cause the amount of work that we already did. But then to say, in addition to that, like, hey, by the way, we're going to change the way you do accounting, change the way you do reporting, change the way you do uh, grant making, you know, that, of course, wouldn't fly. And so in order to continue growing the Closures Together Foundation, which includes just by the numbers growth, but also growing the types of activities that we do. You know, for example, the ability to make smaller grants. We'll talk about that more later. But in order to do all of those things, the most efficient way forward was for us to become our own entity. But other than that, there's really not not an awful lot changing, but I can go into more of that if you'd like. Yeah. And so just to contrast what we do to what some of these other projects do, things like Homebrew and Git, you know, have you know long-term stable maintainership. So when those companies or when those projects want to get some money for whatever they want to get the money for, you know, there's a small set of people who only need to get set up once to get paid. And Conservancy has already looked at the project and said, yes, this is a project that we trust and is worth sponsoring through this nonprofit. So we're all good to go. Whereas for every single project that we funded, they kind of had to redo all of that work. They had to get payment details for each person. And then they had to look at the project and say, is this something that's safe for a nonprofit to be funding? And so that work was far higher than I think most of the other projects would be requiring. Absolutely. And of course, the Software Freedom Conservancy, their area of expertise is kind of all of open source. It's very broad. And as a consequence, you know, if you're seeing, if you're checking, for example, if you're doing due diligence on a on a particular project, that's another example of something that's much easier for us to do, right? Because if you ask any closure programmer, is CIDR a real project? Is that an important thing? Is that something that we should give money to? Then the answer is, of course, yes, clearly it is. Right. But if someone who is not in the closure community, typically a lawyer in, in the case of the SFC, uh, a very technical lawyer, right? Like lawyer who writes code. I'm not trying to speak ill of their capabilities, but they're not closure programmers. Right. And so to them, they've never heard of CIDR. They don't know who Pojidar is. Right. To them, it's some dude in Bulgaria wants money. And these people tell me that this is a good thing. Right. And, and so for us, it's much easier. Obviously, we have similar due diligence requirements than Software Freedom Conservancy does. But for us, it's much simpler to kind of make these calls because we're already plugged into the subset of communities that we need to be plugged into. Yeah. And so what's changing now is really just an administrative thing. The board is all coming over. We're moving now to a 501c6, which is a trade association, instead of a 501c3, which is a nonprofit. For pretty much everybody, all of our members, that makes no tax difference or is beneficial tax-wise. Of course, you need to talk to your own accountants or tax professionals about that. But generally, if you're already using Clojure in your, in your work or in some way or another, this is probably not a problem for you. So I mentioned at the start of the show, President, that you were the President of the Closures Together Foundation. So that's also a new change. So I'm the Secretary and Treasurer. You are the El Presidente. And the rest of the board is staying the same. So if you're currently a Closures 
together member, you'll be getting an email pretty shortly with an invitation to join the Closures Together Foundation. So these are two separate entities. We don't have any way to transfer membership over. Well, one reason at least is that we don't have access to the Software Freedom Conservancy's PayPal account. So we get reporting about money that's coming to us, but we can't cancel those memberships and sign people up somewhere else. So if you want to continue being a member of Closures Together, which we would highly encourage, then you'll just need to add your credit card so that we can start charging you via credit card. We're not taking PayPal anymore, certainly not currently, and I'm probably pretty content to to not deal with PayPal for quite a while. But we do offer credit card and bank transfer within the US and possibly other any other payment methods that Stripe supports would be pretty interested in looking to support as well. And if for whatever reason that set of methods doesn't work for you, please let us know. One of the upsides to having our own proper entity is, of course, that we are significantly more flexible in what we can choose to accept. So if there is a strong demand for some other kind of ability to donate, some other mechanism for donations that we don't support right now, just let us know. We can't promise that we'll do it, but obviously if plenty of people ask, then there'll be significantly more incentive for us to pursue it. Yeah. And this is probably one of the worst times we could have picked to ask people to pull their credit card out again, going right through a pandemic. And so if you were a member before and at this point, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to continue being a member, that's totally okay. You know, we thank you for being a member and yeah, it's a pretty tough time for everyone. So don't feel bad. Absolutely not. And on the flip side, of course, there are a lot of us who work in tech who are uh, for whom working from home was perhaps not that much of a change, or perhaps they work from home already and now they're just working from home during a pandemic. Not that that's the same thing. But for many of us, you might be wondering what are ways that we can still help? And I think we can point to our track record from the last few years and show all of the projects that we've been working on. I think we can show a bunch of successes, and obviously, there are important projects. So if you're wondering what ways you can still help the closure community, if you kind of maybe feel a little bit guilty that everything is going well for you and not so well for, for many other people in the world, not that closure programmers are sort of the most needy group in the world, but I think that we do a lot of good there as well. And one of the ways that we have tried to help specifically people impacted who have been struggling under COVID-19. In fact, the host of the show, Daniel Compton, very glad that GitHub made the uh, genius move of sweeping him up. But Daniel, unfortunately, also lost his job as a cause of this pandemic. So it can happen to a lot of people. Our goal is to help as many of those people as we can. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the future of Closures Together? What are some of the things we might be able to do now, now that we're in the, the foundation? Well, I mean, the sky's the limit, but since we just talked about ways that we can specifically help people who have been impacted by COVID-19, one way to do that is to uh, kind of spread the grants around. So one of the things that we'd like to do based on input from the community is something that we're tentatively calling Summer of Bugs. We'd call it Summer of Code, but I think Google might object to that. So the idea is that people apply to fix particular specific bugs. So the idea is, you know, there's a ticket, there's an issue open somewhere, and it's a pretty hairy bug. And, you know, it's not something super low-hanging fruit that's just going to get picked up by a first-time contributor. It's something that's kind of like maybe in the GUI center of like a fairly complex library or a fairly complex project, something like, I don't know, a closure script compiler problem or uh, something in the center of CIDR's integration with Emacs or something, you know, similarly involved. 
And if you think that you're in a great position to fix that bug, either just because you're a very experienced closure developer or, you know, because you've used that library a bunch and you've closed a bunch of other tickets, or maybe even you're the maintainer of that library, right? That would be ideal, but maintainers are welcome, but you certainly don't need to be the maintainer in order to apply for this sort of thing. Then we'll fund you just to get some sort of a, let's say an uninterrupted eight hours and so far that anyone gets that during a global health crisis, but an uninterrupted eight hours just to go work on the bug. We'd like to pay you for that sort of thing. We've been calling it summer of bugs. Uh, of course, it doesn't really have to be just bugs, anything that kind of requires someone's attention in order to make the world better, but doesn't necessarily require a full classic uh, closures together grant is fair game. So things that we're thinking of there are maybe implementing a, a smaller feature or maybe some documentation improvements. Care and feeding of an issue tracker, I think is a very underappreciated or at least underloved open source behavior. There's a lot of issue trackers out there where you know there, there's a reason that one of the most common GitHub actions is uh, the stale bot where it just automatically closes tickets. It's not the best option, but it's better than having a bunch of stale tickets open. So someone you know who can like go through the issue tracker and maybe just describe bugs well enough so that other people are more likely to be able to solve them. Whereas right now there's like a bunch of tribal knowledge floating around before you need to know before you'd be able to to address any of those things. So you know again not super formal. We're open to suggestions there, but we're happy to start doing these sort of smaller events. And this is also a perfect example of something that would have been difficult for us to do under the Software Freedom Conservancy, because again, we're making them jump through all of these hoops and do all of this contract work and collect all this payment information in order to send someone a few hundred dollars. The, the numbers that we've been, we've been thinking are somewhere between 500 and 1,000 for sort of like a day or a couple of hours or maybe a handful of days of work. And you know, for the Software Freedom Conservancy, we're asking them to do a ton of work in order to be able to send those $500. And it's not, not really worth it for them. For us, it's a lot easier. So yeah, that's one of the things that we've been kicking around. There are also different kinds of grants that we've uh, discussed. Daniel, I don't know if you want to discuss that a little bit. Yeah, so this is the first kind of different grant that we're looking to make. But you know, as LVH mentioned, as we've been talking to people over the past few years, some projects or some maintainers just don't want to commit to three months for whatever reason. They don't know what three months ahead of time is going to look like, especially at the moment, who knows what even a month ahead is going to look like. So you know, we're looking to maybe offer more compressed grants or grants of smaller amounts, maybe even larger amounts over a longer period of time. Something that some of our members have been saying is we want to see support for projects over the long term. So not just for three months, but what would it look like to fund a project for, say, 12 months? And maybe that's at a smaller, a lower level. But what kind of things can we accomplish if we take a longer view as well? So there's lots of options, and we're really looking to hear from the community about what kinds of things will serve you best. This is the main reason why we're leaving the CFC and starting our own foundation is so that we can be more flexible and responsive. So we need to hear what are your ideas. If you're a maintainer, what would be kind of the right shaped grant for you? We're not going to necessarily give one grant for each person who offers you know that exact shaped thing, but you know we're going to look at them all and try and figure out what can we do to best serve the closure community and what's the best shape and size of these grants for different kinds of projects. So Daniel, if I wanted to apply for either as a traditional full grant, or if I wanted to apply for the uh, summer of bugs, as we're tentatively calling it, because I want to go fix a bug somewhere, how do I do that? 
So you can go to closureustogether.org and there'll be a link at the top for open source, for open source projects to apply. So apply is the very first link that you'll see there. And uh, from there, you'll be able to see information about how to apply, what kinds of things we're looking for in the applications and help you kind of make the best decision of what kind of thing you would like to apply for. We have hundreds of developer members and many company members as well. And I want to say a big thanks to all of them. You know, we've had people who took a pretty big chance on us. You know, when we first announced what we were doing, Closures Together was very unproven. And we had companies and developers say, we're going to start giving you money. We're going to put our trust in you, even though you haven't put anything out. And really want to say thanks to you know everybody who was there right at the beginning. And also, of course, everyone who's joined along the way. And in particular, I want to say thanks to Pitch, Newbank, Juxt, Matosin, Adgoji, and NextJournal. These are all companies that have been really big supporters of Closures Together and have helped us increase the funding amounts that we have been able to give to projects. As we've grown, we've been able to fund more projects and fund the projects for larger amounts. And you know that's a no small part due to uh, you know some of these larger corporate members coming along. I also want to say a huge thanks to some of the new members that we've got around the time of this announcement from companies like Clubhouse. So again, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported Closures Together, either currently or in the past, and also all of the projects who have applied for Closures Together. Because if we didn't have people applying and actually doing the work, then this wouldn't make a lot of sense. So we've done some work to coordinate this, but ultimately, you know, it's the projects writing the code and running the documentation and running the servers that deserve our thanks for the community. What we've been funding, we tried to give projects an amount that we think, you know, represents the value that they have providing. But at the same time, oftentimes these projects have been working for years and years and years for, you know, little to no compensation. And so the money that we're giving says, you know, thank you and that we value you. But I just want to recognize that, you know, these companies also have, these projects have also put in a lot of effort before we funded them and after we funded them. So thanks to them. And I would also like to give a heartfelt, maybe not an apology, but uh, certainly a, a sorry, it sucks, I know, to all the projects that we haven't been able to fund. There are quite a few of them. Unfortunately, in my career working for nonprofits, I seem to be constantly finding myself in positions where I hand out money and there is always far less of it than what I would like there to be. And there, there's always far more people who need it you know, than we have money to give out. There are a lot of projects that applied every quarter and this most recent one was no exception that are, are really great projects, but there isn't enough cash to fund all of them. I, I would love that there was. And one of the reasons that I'm excited about the Summer of Bugs is that it will help us kind of like spread the love around a little bit. Right now, we're, we're trying to focus on projects that, that are the rising tide that lifts as many boats as possible, such as things like Cider, where at least half of the culture community relies on Cider being good. And I would very much like to be able to extend the reach of closures together into more projects. So if you've applied and we didn't give you any money, I'm sorry. I promise that it's not personal. It's not you. It's us. Yes. And oftentimes, you know, a project applies one round and they don't get funding, but then we fund them later on so please don't feel like it was a, a no forever it might have just been no this time i also want to say thanks to the board of closure together the current and former board that's uh, maria geller daniel Solano gomez larry stan jr nola stowe fumiko henreich and lvh of course are all current 
board members and previous board members were Bridget Hillier, Toby Crawley and Devin Walters. So everyone there has been a big help and especially LVH as the president of the Closures Together Foundation. You know, you've done a lot for Closures Together and you know, I want to say thank you for taking the liability as the president. I guess it, it, you know, if we get sued, I assume they come after you. So, so thanks for that. It also helps that we're a U.S. organization, and I'm in the U.S. And you know, I don't think that they're going to come after me in New Zealand. So uh, <laughs> that probably helps a little bit. But uh, you know, I, I started by saying this, and I'll, and I'll say it again. Really, you know, me being president, I'm just a sucker who signed a bunch of forms uh, that one time. And you know, I sit around and I occasionally talk about closures together, and I don't know, apply for bank accounts and things. But at the end of the day, Daniel's been at closures together from day one. He's been here far longer than I have. And he, uh, to, to Daniel the glory, uh, to, uh, to paraphrase uh, a Latin phrase. So it's, uh, it's not me. And, and also I, I wanted to, you mentioned Toby, but I want to give a specific shout out to Toby for all of the work that he's currently doing on the Closures infrastructure, which was long overdue. I'm very happy that we were able to, able to fund him. Closures is, is to me is sort of like the kind of like the epitome sort of project that Closures Together should be working on. I have a hard time imagining a project that embodies the concept of closure infrastructure more than closure. I mean, outside of like, you know, Cognitect. Yes, Rich Hickey. <laughs> Obviously more important, but Cognitect is a company. They're a for-profit. They're a consultancy. We're some of the best in the world, but in terms of sort of infrastructure that is not closure itself, but closure adjacent, I think Closures is, it's hard to come up with a, a more important example. So thank you, Toby, for all the work you do there. Every time that I run line depths or, you know, line downloads and dependencies for me, I think of you. Yeah. And so if you want to get involved with Closures Together, there's a few ways. Firstly, you can, of course, sign up as a member, either as a developer member, as an individual, or as a company member, and talk to your boss, talk to your engineering manager or marketing director about joining Closures Together. I think you know, companies have said they like to be seen supporting the Closure community. We like to appreciate the people who are Closures Together members, so Joining as a developer or company member is one way to support us, but there's also other ways. We haven't had board elections for about 18 months or so. We normally try to have them every 12 months, but because of this changeover with the foundation, they kind of got delayed a little bit, but we're looking to have board elections pretty soon. And so half of the board will be up for re-election. So if you would like to help out Closures Together, then you know that is a way that you can be really actively and directly involved. There's also a membership site, a membership application, which is in Clojure. And so if you want to write some Clojure, you can go and take a look at the issue tracker that's linked from our homepage. You can see our GitHub account where we have all of the projects there that are used to run Clojure Together. So you can do that. And you can also just tell other people about Clojure Together, even if there's I assume you know still many people and companies who are not aware of Closures Together, or maybe if they're aware, they may not know kind of what we've done or why this is important. So you know, if you can evangelize it to you know your friends, especially if your friends are engineering managers of large companies that use Closure, then you know that would be a big help to us and to the Closure community. Some other people that we'd like to say thanks to, uh, big one is Ruby Together. Ruby Together was the original model that we copied they came first and we saw what they were doing and thought hey this would be cool for closure and so Andre Arco is Ruby Together's executive director uh, he's given us a ton of insight and advice and referrals that helped us set up this new legal entity and if we didn't have 
him telling us what he did. I think this would have been a much more difficult process. Again, we'd like to thank Conservancy and Karen Sandler in particular, as well as everyone else, but Karen Sandler has done a lot of work for us. So thanks for you know their help in getting set up and starting closures together and running it and doing all of the contracts and payments and all of the things that we have asked of them, which they probably weren't expecting to be doing when we joined as Clojars, as this small closure package repository. You know, the work grew quite a lot there. So thank you for that. We are very excited for the future of Closures Together. Yeah, it's never been a better place and a more sustainable place. Closures Together was built to keep open source closure projects sustainable. And part of the challenge of building that kind of organization is making yourself sustainable so that you yourself don't run out of energy and fall over. So having this new foundation puts us in a really great place to be able to continue on for many more years and support Clojars and you know the rest of the open source community. So I just want to say thank you again to everyone who is a member or past member who's given us money. You know, we really couldn't have done it without you.